life can seem so complicated. There are so many agendas, so many responsibilities, so much to manage, so much to pay attention to. It can really feel like overload, sensory overload, even where to put our attention. And there's so much that is vying for our attention, pulling our attention this way and that way. In the external world, we have work responsibilities, uh, family responsibilities, partner responsibilities, hobbies, pastimes, entertainment, and habits that we give our attention to that may not be particularly productive for us. And yet they do take some of our time, some of our attention. But we feel a lot of pull uh, from these parts of life, from these areas of our life that we feel we have to give some time and energy to. And this can be kind of overloading to the mind, to the psyche. And it can feel like we have mixed motivations, mixed agendas sometimes, or confusion about where to put our energy and so forth. It also leads to a lot of frustration and it can lead to anxiety. But here's a really nice approach when things start to feel super complex, complicated, confusing, disorienting. Remind yourself that only one thing happens at a time. In fact, even a thing is really a composite of a small handful of experiences, the senses. So one sound at a time, one sensation at a time, one taste at a time, one visual experience at a time. That's all that's happening. That's all that's ever been happening. Everything else is our mind. And even the uh, responsibilities, people, situations, relationships that we manage uh, really only occur in these very simple and discrete experiences because they only occur in the immediate. The activity of the mind is really a whole bunch of snapshots of the, all of those uh, experiences strung together and it just keeps running like a, a movie with no end in the mind. But it turns out we don't actually have to pay attention to all of that. We don't have to push and pull on the mental image of what's happening, on the reflective image of life. We don't have to struggle with it because it's a reflection. It's not actually happening. So much of what we've struggled with in life is not happening and has never actually happened. So much of what we struggle with is really a struggle within the thought world. And interestingly, it's a struggle by a thought self. The feeling of the one that has to struggle with life, that has to try to arrange everything, that pushes and pulls on experiences all the time, that mistrusts its own judgment, itself is really a thought or a collection of thoughts and beliefs, memories, uh, intentions, perceptions, judgments. But that's also part of the thought space. So how do we 
recognize this in real time and stop the endless clinging, pushing, pulling, judging, struggle, struggle, struggle. Well, part of it is just to see that all of that is thought. It's all a reflection. What is it a reflection of? That's a good question. But first, it can be helpful to look into who or what is it that's perceiving all of that in the space itself, in the space of thought, in the space of thinking, in the space of mind. Is there actually someone or something at the center of all that, struggling with it, believing, doubting, or is there not? And when you see that there's not, which can take some time, then you see that the sense of being the one struggling arises with the sense of struggle. They're dependent upon one another. They arise together, but one of them arises and it feels like a view or a subject, the subject of your entire life and your story and all of it. The other feels like what's happening, the world, the problem, etc. To see this clearly is pretty transformative because we realize in the moment that a problem seems to arise, the sense of the one who has to solve the problem, that has a sense of lack, that has a problem, also arises. And when you see that those are both arising in this reflective world of thought and mind, then you realize immediately and instinctually there's nothing you need to do right now. And sometimes the mind will just actually stop or that process of dividing the world up, dividing your inner and external world up with thought will stop. Strangely, it doesn't mean thoughts completely stop but often they calm down dramatically. But there's a peace, an equanimity, a settledness that is very obvious. Because why? Well, first of all, because there's nothing you really have to do. And second of all, because the you that thought it had to do something, struggle, 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 push and pull, figure it all out, was also just a thought. It was an illusion. And with that, attention just sort of drops out of it. And we find this sort of pervasive peace, pervasive simplicity of experience. That's a very remarkable insight. It's a very remarkable transformation. It shows us that all of the struggle was really essentially unnecessary. All of the effort we put into struggle was unnecessary. That stillness and movement, action and rest are all quite spontaneous. They're all quite simple. They don't require complex thought. They don't require resistance. They don't require endless analysis. They don't require second guessing. They don't require self-doubt. That's a big release. It's a big relief. So this is how we find our way from complexity or seeming complexity and struggle 
to simplicity and ease. Take up this investigation. It's well worth it. <laughs>